0: Uh, Psalms 103, if you have your Bibles, do you stand? Let's stand together. Psalms 103, verse number 1, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is with me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that, thy, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You may be seated. Have you ever been so overwhelmed with the emotion that you couldn't contain yourself? Uh, maybe it was when uh, you went to an amusement park. You were really excited about going on that new roller coaster ride, and you were so excited about it, and you're just you just couldn't wait to get on that ride. You wanted to get on the front seat or the last seat, uh, but you just couldn't wait to get on it. Uh, years ago, we went on a family vacation up north, and we went to this uh, amusement park, and it's the first time I've seen this type of a ride. It was a big cylinder. It had chairs wrapped around it, and it takes you about 22 stories up in the air, and you kind of, for a few seconds, you just kind of stay right there, and your feet are dangling on the chair, and then before you know it, boom, you come down, and I tell you what, I saw that, and I think, man, I got to go on there i got to go on there. And I I told my wife, I said, you got to go on this ride with me. And she said, I'm not going on that ride. I said, yes, you are. No, I'm not. And I said, do you love me? (laughs) And she says, yes, I love you. Well, then then she said, well, I don't love you that much. And I said, honey, you've heard at couples retreat, recreational companionship. That's one of my great needs in my life. And right now, I need you to be my companion to go on this ride. And she said, well, I don't want to be your companion. Matter of fact, I don't even know who you are. You're some crazy man. Get away from me. And you want know something? Did you ever see someone go on a ride, especially a guy by himself? Did you ever see that? You see a guy going in line, and, and you're wondering, what's wrong with him? And then you kind of start counting people and say, I hope I don't sit next to him, because he's probably weird. He doesn't have anybody to go with him. And so throughout the day, I was pleading with my wife, please go on. Honey, I'll buy you a new dress. Now, guys, let me tell you what a new dress It's not just a new dress that means you got to buy shoes. That means you got to buy a purse. That means you got to buy a necklace. you got to buy earrings and a bracelet. But I was willing to pay all of that just for her to go on that ride with me. But she wouldn't do it. So I went to my, ex, my, my oldest. I went to Jared. I said, Jared, why don't you come on this ride with me? He said, no way, Dad. I'm not going on that ride. I said, come on, son. Toughen up. No, I'm going to stick with Mom. And I said, oh, come on, Jared. And he wouldn't go on that ride. I was and then I went to Jacqueline. I didn't even know if Jacqueline was tall enough to go on that ride. So I kind of told her, I said, now listen, when you get measured, just kind of lean forward a little bit on your tippy toes. And hopefully you'll be tall enough. She said, okay, Dad, we'll, we'll go on there together. And so we went on that ride. And I tell you what, Doctor, it, it, was, it was amazing. I don't know if you ever went on that ride. It, it, it's, just, it's just great. I got off of that ride and I said this. I said, I'm going to get my wife on that ride. I'm going to get her on that ride. And I said, honey, listen, it, it's life changing. you'll never be the same Um, and and I finally convinced her at the end of the night we got on that ride and as we're kind of going through the ride you could tell when it's a good ride when they're getting off of the ride everybody's high-fiving and you know everybody's really excited about it as my wife was watching that I could tell she was getting cold feet I could tell she wanted to disappear so I wanted to hold her hand just because I'm a loving husband and I put my, I held her hand, I put my arm around her and tucked her in real tight and said, you're going on the ride. <laughs> now, my wife is this type of a rider. She's a screamer. Okay, how many ladies do you know what a screamer is? Now, my wife is the ultimate screamer. In other words, before the ride even starts, she starts screaming, which to me is crazy. I mean, we're still, still, we're not doing it. We're not moving, we're not going up, and she's screaming. But on this ride, that's the only time you can scream. Because on the way down, you can't, because it was that scary. And so we got in the chair, and we got the harness over, and I looked at her, and I said, honey, I said, you better start screaming now, because on the way down, you won't be able to. And she gave me that look like, you're dead. That's how we got off of that ride, it was just, she couldn't even speak. I, I don't know if she was scared to death or if she enjoyed it so much, but she could not convey anything to me. And, and she was just like, Aah! and it was just one of those rides. And you know, you get overwhelmed with the emotion. Sometimes it, it, it's the emotion of excitement. You're so, so thrilled about it. Or, or it's the emotion of fear. And it's amazing when you have both of them at the same time. I, I remember on this uh, mountain bike ride I was on in, was right when I just started riding mountain bike, I, you know, I'm from Chicago, and in Chicago there's no mountains. I, and they don't even have hills. Everything's flat. But when I started riding a mountain bike, it, I went to this one ride over here in uh, West Palmdale, it's called Clunker, that's the one segment of the, of the mountain, um, you know, ride. And I said, okay, wh- tell me what's on there. And it's, well, there's a rock garden, and then there's a downhill, and then there's a little drop-off, and, and uh, you've got to go through this canyon, kind of go back and forth, and and I said, well, okay. I said, in, in my, early on, I was like, okay, do I have the capability of doing this segment? And when they hesitate, I know I'm in trouble. And they said, well, it will be stretching you. And I said, okay, I'm ready. And, and I'll be honest with Dr. Gatch, you, you've been on some of those trails with me. You, know, it, 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 you, you have that excitement, like, okay, I'm going I'm to do this. But then it's like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have the ability to do this. And one thing about my mind, you don't want to fall. It's not good to your body. Uh, I mean, uh, ask some of our students have gone with me. Joe, I mean, Joe broke his collarbone. And I told Joe, don't break. And he broke, and he, he hit his brakes, and he went over the handlebars. And, you know, he said, I can fly, you know, like, like Peter Pan. Uh, you know, so it, it's amazing. And so I was going down this, this trail, and when I got down to the end, Honestly, the the emotion was so overwhelming, I almost started to cry. Because just the fear and the excitement that was just building up, that I I couldn't contain myself. Now here it is. That's a good picture of this psalm right here. David was overwhelmed with the goodness of God in his life. And David screams out, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. David was overwhelmed with joy and gratitude for everything that God had done for him. He's so excited, he pens these words, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. That word "bless" means to salute, to kneel, to praise. Just to have a heart filled with gratitude that you stop and you praise the Lord. Just as the lady sang this morning about praising God for our salvation. Now here's the danger. We get comfortable, we get satisfied with what God has done for us, and we forget the awe of Him. And I believe that one of the secrets of running your Christian life And finishing your journey is keeping that praise alive in your heart. That you don't get complacent about everything that God has done for you. But every day you think about your salvation and you're overwhelmed with God's goodness and His grace and His love and His forgiveness, that you would just stand in awe and say, wow, God has forgiven me. And you're overwhelmed with that. And so as we think about this key of of praising the Lord and maintaining a heart that is faithfully offering praise to Christ, I'm going to share with you three reminders today that will help us to keep us encouraged, to keep us to offer that praise to God so that we don't, here it is, so that we don't lose the shout. There's a lot of shouting going on in our culture today. But let me ask you a question. How much shout is in you today? Now I'm not talking about politics, I'm not talking about sports, I'm not talking about your dating life. But here it is, how much of a shout do you have for Jesus. Did you take time this morning just to praise Him, just to thank Him, to express your gratitude? First of all, let's think about this, our commitment to praise. The Bible says in Psalms 150, verse number 6, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Listen, if you're breathing this morning, look at your neighbor. Are they breathing right now? I know you can't tell with the mask on, right? But do they look alive, all right? If they're not keeled over in their seat, if they're not, uh, all right, they're breathing. That means they're alive. They have breath. Let everything that have breath. In other words, if you're breathing this morning, if you have breath in your body today, listen, we have something to be thankful for and to praise God for. God, thank you for another day to live for you. Thank you that you've placed me here at this moment. So I might live for you and for your causes. This is, we think about praise. Praise requires preparation. How many of you this morning, you're, you're an early morning person. You just jump out of the bed praising God before you have coffee? None of us. Okay? Now, I'm a morning person. But I need a little bit help. I need a little help to get that engine going. And my little help is a cup of coffee. Boy, I had that cup of coffee, I have my time in God's word, and within minutes, listen, I am, I am, I'm raring to go. Now, some of you may not be like that. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she's not a morning person. And I've always tried to tell her, honey, it's a, it's a decision you make. You just decide to be a morning person. It's an attitude, and you just have a bad attitude. And she says, no, I don't have a bad attitude, I'm just not a morning person. And I said, that's because you choose not to be a morning person. But my wife says this, she has to have a daily resurrection. How many are you like that? You have to resurrect from the grave from the bed every single day. It's like, "Oh.
1: You got to get up."
0: How many of you hit the snooze button? Oh. I would I I I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that Dr. Getch has never hit the snooze button. I would have to place that bed. Did, have you ever hit the snooze button? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't know if he has breath right now either. So <laughs> He's like a machine. Hey, but let me ask you a question. Listen, we, for us to, to praise God, we need to have our hearts prepared. It, it, it's like a fire. You ever been around a campfire and you put the logs in there and you get it smoked up and it starts, fire, and you know, the fire's there. Listen, after a while, if you don't tend to that fire, it's going to go what? It's going to go out. You need to keep on stirring it up. And listen, the same thing in our lives, spiritually speaking, we need to keep stirring our hearts up for the things of God, and we need to remember the goodness of God and how God has blessed each and every one of us. We need to stir our hearts up and and thank God. The Bible says here in verse number 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We think about our motivation to praise. Why should we praise? What motivates us to praise God? Here it is because we serve an awesome God. You think about his attributes. God is all present. God is everywhere. Listen, I, our grandkids love playing hide and go seek. They love playing that. They, 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 and I enjoy it. because I, I can be pretty creative in places to hide in our house. And I love that. Listen, but you can't play hide and go seek with God. You think you're going to go hide, and God says, hey, I'm already here. I see you. Now, my wife, my wife's a little crazy in some areas. One area, is she likes scaring people. In other words, you kind of, you know, sometimes if I come home at late at night, I don't want, you know, I'm thinking, okay, she went to bed early, I don't want to wake her up, so I'm real quiet, I don't want to turn the lights on and all that. But she'll be hiding behind a door. And then as soon as I walk in, she'll scare, and, and I thought, don't do that. So I said, one of these days, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you know? and, and you know, But she just loves doing that. And, and she'll scare our grandkids. It doesn't matter. You come over house, she might scare you. And uh, she just likes to do that. It's just part of her. So finally, I said, you know, I, I'm going to punk her. Now, you probably don't know what that means, Brother R. But it means I'm going to get you back. It's revenge. And right, right young people, punk. Right, I'm going to punk you back. Not punch, but punk. So I'm going to punk her back. And so we went to this hotel, and we're there, and and, um, you know, when you go to a hotel, you're not really sure of your surroundings. The first night there, you don't know exactly where the walls are at, and you know, where the chairs are at, and and you definitely don't want to turn the lights on to wake up your spouse. But my wife, she woke up early, it was like two o'clock in the morning, she went to the restroom, and I said, now's my chance. I'm going to punk her. So I got up, she didn't turn any of the lights on, so I'm standing against the wall, and I, I, I knew I had her. I knew I was going to punk her. And so I'm standing there, and I start giggling, because I, I was so excited about this. This it, is going to be awesome. So she comes out, and she walks past me, and then I just grab her. I said, boo! And, and she shouted. She started screaming. And, you know, "Floor!" Ah, 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 ah. And I thought, she's gonna have a heart attack. And I said, honey, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> and then she starts punching me. Don't do that. And I said, Listen, don't you ever do that to me again? And all God's men said, Amen. One for the men. Listen, God's always present. God sees everything about us, and God is all knowing. He knows everything about us. Listen, he knows your fears. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows what you're going through right now. God knows it all. And but listen, not only is God all present and God's all knowing, but listen, God's all powerful. There's nothing too hard for God. is that encouraging? Listen, I'm not sure what you're going through, but listen, it's not too big for God. I know it's big for us, but God says this, no sweat. Hey, I got it. God's all powerful. Hey, God spoke this universe into existence. Jesus, when there was the the, the, the raging sea, Jesus said, peace be still. Hey, power. Listen, God has it. Let's not get overwhelmed. Hey, we have big problems because we have a little God. You have little problems, here it is, because you have a big God. And we serve a big God that nothing is too hard for Him. So we look at His attributes, and when we see His actions and, and how He is gracious and merciful and kind. Listen, don't allow anything or anyone to take your shout away. Praise Him. Praise Him. Find a place on this campus early in the morning or late at night or in the afternoon. It doesn't matter what time. But you walk around and, and you just think and ponder the goodness of God in your life and how God has blessed you and has enriched you and, and has received you and has gifted you, has forgiven you. And walk around, look at His creation, and be thankful for for His handiwork. And just worship Him and praise Him for who He is. The motivation, then we see the measure of our praise. And David says, all that is within me. We might think modest praise is better than no praise at all. But that's not true. Modest or formal or lifeless praise is an insult to the very God that we serve. God does not deserve half-hearted praise. He deserves full-hearted praise. David said, all that's within me, every ounce, every fiber, I'm going to praise you because of who you are. Listen, we we go to ball games and we shout and we scream and we clap and we cheer. We high-five. And and listen, I'm I'm probably one of the biggest fans. I love sports. and And I'll cheer them on. I'm not really happy with sports right now. Uh, But I'm a a big fan. I'm from Chicago. I'm a Cubs fan. The Cubs are in first place right now. Amen. God's still on the throne. Um, Listen, I'll cheer them on. But listen, we cheer for athletics and we cheer for this and that. Make sure, listen, make sure that we praise Him. That we take time because, listen, that praise that adoration that we offer to Him. Listen, what happens is it, it stirs our heart. It keeps our heart tender towards Him. But then we need, the second of all, we need to look at our, our courageous practice. Something that's courageous. Number, when I th- think about this, I think we need to remember His blessings. We need to remember His blessings. In Psalm 77, verse number 11, says, "I says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. In Psalm 78, the psalmist says, and forget, this is the mistake the children of Israel made, and, and, and forget his works and his wonders. They have showed them marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers. And what happened? They forgot about him. They forgot everything that God has, had did for them. Listen, don't make the mistake of forgetting. We've seen that song, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. Oh, listen, it only takes a few minutes to think about how God has blessed you and what that will do, that will stir your heart. Will, like as you stir those ambers in that, in that fire pit, and, and all of a sudden you'll have that fire raging once again. And you take a time to, to just to, to stir your heart to reflect upon the goodness of God. Listen, I grew up as a Catholic boy go to catechism and confession. And he reached down. He touched my heart and, and he rescued me. He saved me. Listen, I don't want to get over that. I want to keep that fresh in my heart, my life. Oh, it's been over 50 some years now. But I'm so thankful that, that he saved me. Remember his Blessings. A rest in his blessings. I love what the Bible says here. Forget not all his benefits. Oh, there's benefits in serving the Lord. There's benefits in being a a Christian. Psalm 68, 19. Bless the Lord, who daily loadeth up with benefits. Daily. Now think about this, Dr. R. Going to... An all-you-can-eat bar. Man, i tell you what. That I, I'm not a big eater, but you take me to a Korean barbecue, all-you-can-eat. And I'll tell you what, I, I could put some kimchi away and some bulgogi. I, I don't know where it goes, but, man. And the crazy thing about that stuff, you'll be eating it for the next three days. And you'll be smelling like you ate it for the next three months. And it just kind of pours out your... your, your Your body, you just just smell like Korean food. But I tell you what, I could put it away. I could load my plate up. I could eat a lot. But the Bible says that, who loadeth us with benefits. Let me ask you. Did you open up his word today? And did God load you up with His benefits? Did you get a truth out of God's Word this morning that's going to just carry you throughout the day? That's just going to strengthen you? That's going to help you? Oh, listen. Do you ever go through the line and and maybe your mom's serving the food and. And she says, wait, let me give you another scoop. And you're kind of you're thinking, hey, man, mom is good. And God says, hey, let me give you another scoop. I've got something that's even better. Let me put this into your heart. Let me put this into your life to, to anchor you, to encourage you, to strengthen you. He loadeth us with his benefits. So we see our commitment to praise, a courageous practice, just remembering and resting. Now let's look at some constant promises. Look at verses 3 through 5. He says, Who forgiveth us all our iniquities, who healeth all our diseases, who redeemeth our life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, these truths are right here. This is, these are God's promises. First of all, he forgives us. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Let's say that together. Ready? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. It doesn't say, and I forgive some. Who forgiveth all, all thy iniquities. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. The word iniquity in verse 3 doesn't mean our mistakes. Hey, when I go golfing, I make a lot of mistakes. It's almost like military golf. Left, right, left left, right, left Uh -uh. those are mistakes but iniquities that word is perverse all the bentness that we have now I'm not sure where you're Your life is bent towards what perverseness. But that iniquity, we're forgiven. I'm not sure if you ever carried something where you knew you did something wrong and you needed to go to somebody and you needed to ask that person to forgive you. And when you finally did that, you remember how you felt? like a ton of bricks was lifted off your shoulders. I'm so glad I took care of that. Hey, listen, regarding our sin, there's nothing that we could do to get our sin removed from our life except by coming to Christ for salvation. Man, I'm forgiven. Not only does he forgive us, but he heals us. It says, who forgiveth all iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Oh, our soul needs to be healed. O oh Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Isaiah 53, 5 says this, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The attachment of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. There's only one that can heal a person's soul, and that's our great physician, Jesus. Oh, he heals us. But then he says he redeems us. In verse 4, redemption from destruction. Now I'm thankful that he redeems our life. But not only that, but in the second part of verse 4, he crowns us who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. But then he satisfies us. Look what the, the Bible says, who satisfies thy mouth with good things. You know, First John says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. You know, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, you're not going to be satisfied with those pursuits. It says in verse 17, it says, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Listen, you want satisfaction, you want fulfillment? It's not what this world could offer. That fulfillment, that satisfaction that you're longing for, that you're trying to, you know, fill that, that void in your heart in your life with the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Listen, that might be temporary joy, might be temporary fulfillment or happiness, but here it is. The true fulfillment comes when you and I live out God's will through our lives there's fulfillment there and then he renews us the Bible says he satisfied thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like eagles I got some balloons over here someone said oh it's your birthday brother first no it's not it's not my birthday but you know you want to give me a birthday present I'll take it okay but it's not my birthday I need to, how many of you like balloons? You guys like balloons? All right, now think about this. This balloon right here is filled with air. If we wanted to keep this balloon in the air, it's going to take a lot of effort from us, won't it? You guys are pretty lame over here. Danger, danger, See what's going to happen? Way to go, Dr. R. <laughs> you a big loser, you. <laughs> right? It, it takes effort. And so many times this is like our life. We're trying to keep ourselves afloat. We're trying to do it in our own strength. We try and we try and we try. But it seems like we just keep on falling down to the ground. It takes a lot of effort to keep this thing floating, to keep it in the air. But you know, this balloon right here, this balloon has helium in it. And this balloon, <laughs> loser. <laughs> you and Dr. I be on the same team, man. This balloon right here, this balloon, there's no effort. This balloon wants to just take off. This balloon right here has been renewed. I hope it doesn't hit that (laughs) plane. It's just going to float. When you and I are filled with the Spirit of God, we empty ourselves of self, we ask God to control us, we yield our lives to Him, we say, Lord, here am I. Use me. Listen, we could run and not be weary. Now, think about that, Dr. H you used to jog. You used to jog like five, six, seven, ten miles a day. Sick. <laughs> I'm sure you got tired. Some of you might jog. I ride a bike. I, I rode 50 miles yesterday, I got tired. but here it is when you're walking in his spirit you could run and not be weary you'll walk and you won't faint oh and, Saul, and Isaiah says even, even the youth gets weary but Friday you're going to have a 91 year old man 91 Now sometimes we feel like we're 91 91 years he's been serving the Lord and been running his race. And we might think, how in the world could he be doing that? Just like that balloon. He's got something that is filling him. And here you are, 18, 19, 20 years old, and you get tired. You have thought, well, I don't know if I can serve the Lord. The reason why is, listen, where's that other balloon at? You want that, don't you? You know why? Because you're like this. You're like this balloon. So here it is, students let me challenge you let me encourage you to renew every day and as you renew every day listen you won't lose your shout you'll think about God's goodness you'll remember his blessings you'll have that time where you get alone and you're just happy with the Lord. And that will keep you going. I think all of a sudden some of the happiest people, you know, are, are right out here. I think of Brother uh, Shetler back there. He's almost too happy. <laughs> all right, he's almost too happy. He's just got to smile. You know why? He gets renewed every day. For the weaver, he's happy. Doctor Gets, Doctor Gets, got the joy of the Lord. Doctor R, I, you, listen, they've been running this race for a while. Here it is. What you did yesterday in filling your balloon, you have to do it every day. Otherwise, you'll be like that. Let's bow our heads. Dr. Good.